You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast series is entitled Plugging the Hole in My Soul and is part one of three. As most of you know, my wife and I are, were formerly Amish, got saved, and now God has called us to go back and reach the Amish people for Christ. And uh, we've shared our minister here uh, about a year and a half ago. And uh, just here lately, in the last few months, I guess the church has taken the ministry on for support. And I also wanted to just thank you for all of those who had a part in giving us the postage stamps. Do you all remember raising postage stamps? Boy, that was such a blessing to us. I, I, couldn't t- I don't have the time to tell you what kind of a blessing that was to us. Uh, we have been, all summer long, we've kind of been struggling along financially. And uh, the way postage rates have went up, it was worth uh, lots of dollars to us. And uh, thank you, it kept the little Bible lessons going out to, into the Amish homes. We now have over 500 Amish people enrolled in these Bible studies. And every month, every month, some of them write us to tell us that they asked Jesus to save them. Sometimes we, we have an adult. Uh, I might have mentioned before, but the beginning of this year, we had a lady, uh, 78 years old, that had been getting these lessons for a whole year. And she had, she was, uh, her sight was so poor that she had to use a magnifying glass. Uh, and after about a year of doing these lessons, she wrote us a letter and uh, she said, I just don't believe that anybody can be saved and know that they're saved on this side of the grave. We will find that out when we die. Well, we wrote a little letter back to her and, and put some scripture in there and said, well, the Bible says that we have to be born again and, we, and that happens on this side of the grave and we know that when it does happen. And uh, she wrote us back and said, I asked Jesus Christ to save me today, and she put the date down. 78 years old. And I can tell you the joy that that brought to all of us, the volunteers, uh, was immense. We praise the Lord for that. Uh, wanted to just briefly share, I got to baptize uh, the first former Amish convert this morning in our own church. It was the first time I've ever baptized. Now, if you remember, Minerva, Jason and Minerva came here for a little while. Uh, uh, I had led Minerva to the Lord, and later Pastor Brian led Jason to the Lord, and then they, Brian married him, and, uh, and then they both got baptized here. And uh, Brian allowed me to come and help baptize. That was uh, uh, part of helping, or partial baptism there for me. But anyways... Uh, it was great to baptize uh, by myself, the first former Amish convert this morning. And I uh, want to ask you a question. Do you ever feel like you're just spinning your wheels? Looking back, going through your work week, 
Do you feel like sometimes all I'm doing is spinning my wheels? I, I just don't seem to get anywhere. We might even look at uh, tomorrow morning, the alarm clock's going to go off at about 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock for some of you. And you're going to realize that this is Monday morning, it's the, the weekend is over, and there's another work week ahead. And it almost seems like it's impossible to wait on that weekend when that next weekend comes around. And you just uh, feel like you're going through the same routine sometimes. You, you set out the trash bag once a week and you pay the electric bill once a month and, and you, you have several meals a day and you have go to bed at 8 and you get up at 6 and, and you know you kind of go through the routine and all of a sudden you just find yourself in a rut and, and if you don't really watch yourself you can allow yourself to become very depressed in that. We've all went through that. Tonight I want to look at a man, the wisest man that ever lived upon this earth aside from Jesus Christ. I would like for you to go to 1 Kings. I want to talk about those times when we go through the routines and it seems so, uh, you know, some people say, well, everybody needs to take a vacation. And so you, and we've done that, my family and I, we try to take a vacation once a year thinking that we're going to kind of break the, the routine and we're going to go off and do our thing for a whole week where we're going to have things that we normally don't do. But when you come back after that week's of vacation, you realize that everything is just waiting on you just the way you left it and you go right back into the routine. In 1 Kings chapter 3, uh, I want to start reading in verse number 5. First Kings chapter 3, starting in verse number 5. I just want to read through here. It says, In Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Can you imagine that? What if the creator of this world came to you and said, Ask what you want. Ask what, what, what would you like for me to give to you? What a question. Well, I could think of a lot of things. Verse number six, I mean, boy, if you, maybe if, if we hear each other's prayers sometimes, we, we, that's what we're saying, God, we, this is cure of our cancer. Help those little babies that were uh, born together to, to make it through and things like that. Verse number six, and Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on this throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go about, go out or come in. Have you ever felt that way? Sometimes I just like I was sitting down there in that seat and I thought, now here, just a few moments, I'm expected to go up there and deliver God's word. And I was just thinking to myself, 
I, but God, I'm just, I feel so unworthy to go up there and preach out of your, the Word of God. I, I can't do it myself. I want you so badly to come, and I want you to take over in my life. And that's what Solomon is saying here. I feel like a little kid, and yet I have this multitude to take care of. He says, in, uh, he says in verse 8, And thy servant is in the midst of thy, thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Verse 9, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast thou asked for riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I, am, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And then we get to verse 14, and he says, And if... Now God is just about ready. He had ready to put the cherry on top of the Sunday. He said, if you do this, you're going to get a cherry on top. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. Now turn with me to Ecclesiastes because that's where we're going to camp out tonight. It's the book of Ecclesiastes. It's a, it's a book that I had hardly ever read. But since we're going through this school, and, and it's a home-based uh, Bible school that we're going through. If we make it through one of these days, we'll get a diploma, I guess, what they tell us. And, uh, but we were going through the Ecclesiastes, and I was just, my eyes were opened at, at what this book has to offer. I found myself being right where King Solomon was. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18. We're going to read one verse here, and then we're going to jump back to chapter 1, verse 1. Now remember, God had given this king, or this man, a lot of wisdom and knowledge, more so than any other man before him or after him. We get the Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 18 and look what it says for what it says here for in much wisdom is much grief and he that increases knowledge increases sorrow that really hit me I all of a sudden it hit me now God I have been praying all this time uh, I there's one thing that brother Steve can't give me. He cannot give me wisdom. You cannot give me knowledge. That is something that comes from God. It's a gift from God. 
Several years ago, it really, I, I understood that. I even understood that the faith, faith comes from him. Because the, remember when the disciples came to Jesus and they said, increase over faith. Ooh, we want more faith. We want it. And, and we know where we get it from. It's from you. But here, all, all these years I've been praying, God, give me wisdom and, and help me, give me knowledge. But when I read this verse, I thought, maybe I should slow down on that a little bit. Now, I don't want so much wisdom. I don't like the grief part. I don't like the sorrow part. So I've been rethinking this business a little bit of how much wisdom do I really want. But in any case, here's a man that understood that the very gift that God gave him got him into big time trouble. It also got him into depression. Now go back with me to verse number one. I want to say the purpose of the book of Ecclesiastes, the purpose of this book is to convince men, to convince men of the uselessness of any world view that does not rise above the horizon of man. Any world view, anything that is, that is brought into this world by man and doesn't go higher than man is useless. That's what he's saying. That's what the book of Ecclesiastes is all about. The arguments in the book of Ecclesiastes are not God's arguments, Dr. Wilmington says, but God's record of man's arguments. Now, now the reason I'm saying this, if you would, just turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I want to share with what I'm trying to say here. Here's something that would almost seem to contradict itself with God's word. We know it doesn't contradict. So look at it this way. It's only a record of God uh, recording man's arguments here. Do you know what I'm saying here? So, uh, okay, verse 19 in chapter 3. Here, here uh, Solomon is saying, he says, For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts. Even one thing befalleth them as, one, as the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man has no preeminence above a beast. For all is vanity. And all go unto one place. All are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. Now Solomon was wrong there. We don't just die one day like the, the animals. Our, we have a soul. The animal doesn't have one, but human being has a soul. It will go on to live in eternity. And uh, now go with me back to, uh, to verse 1. Uh, we're going to get there one of these days. But let me say this real quick. Uh, Ecclesiastes uh, may be summarized in two statements. <clears throat> the, verse, the first statement was made by Clarence Darrow. Now Clarence Darrow was an agnostic lawyer. And he took a Bible verse that is out of Luke, uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 5. And he said, there is a statement in the Bible which summarizes my life. It says, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Simply what he was trying to say, this agnostic lawyer simply was saying, I feel like I have spun my wheels from day one. I have toiled all night and I have not t taken anything. There's the other guy 
who was a sewer worker in Chicago. He made this st statement, and I think we can all, we all understand this statement. Listen to what he said. He was a sewer worker in Chicago. He said, I diggity the ditch to getty the money, to buy the food, to getty the, the strengths, to diggity the ditch. Did you get that? He was a sewer worker. He said, I dig that ditch to make some money, to get the strengths, to keep on digging the ditch. You ever feel that way? Just kind of just kind of spinning your wheels? I, I, I mean, if we're honest. Now, if we're truly honest, it's kind of going through the routine to keep the strengths up. But I guess I should say more so for an unbeliever. It should not be that way for a believer, but I'm afraid if we're honest, too often it is that way. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.